welcome to the Medicine for Modern Times podcast. I am your host, Rich Lister. Included have gone back to see their folks over Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever you're um, celebrating with your family and this can cause a lot of interesting interactions so as human beings we are wired neurologically to keep us safe and one of those things is that we only work on the best available information that we've got so for instance if you're going back to your parents house and they're treating you like you were six months ago or a year ago is that the you that is recognizable is you because your mum and dad or your siblings only know the you that was there six months ago or a year ago. So they know, that's all they know how to act on. You've had a whole vast experience of life in that period of time. And so is the rest of your family. So they're not the same person that you recognise from a little while ago either. So this is where a little bit of uh, conscious, compassionate thought comes in to our experience. Because people only recognise what they know, they're going to assume you haven't changed. Well, actually, you've had all the experiences since you've last seen the folks or last been in your environment. And also, the environment of being back in your parents' house or where you may have been raised has lots of potential triggers and associations built into it for you as well because in that place, you were the five-year-old. In that place, you were the stroppy 15-year-old. In that place, you were the one-year-old that took its first steps. And all of these things contribute in the minds of those around us to not be the you that they know now, but to be the new they know from back in the day. And this is all going to make it a little bit more confusing to see the human being that is before them as the human being before them and vice versa, saying the people before you as the people before you, because you've changed, they've changed, and somewhere in our way our memories and emotions are formed, there's been a little bit of confusion. Also, alcohol and tiredness doesn't really help because you're sleeping on a bed that's not your bed. You may have had a drink or six, and things get confused. Or you've eaten loads. That also confuses you, get hit that carb coma. So you've gone home, everyone's not quite what you expect because they're not how you remember it or you're not how they remember you. So this is how we can look at our compassionate communication here. Because our memories have stored what we know to be true as what we know to be true, even though it may not be, because that's how we've interpreted the, interpreted the memory and the experience. So you've remembered your little brother as someone who is really into My Chemical Romance. Actually, they've spent the last year going out with people who are really into Hard House, and so therefore they've changed their 
whole identity in that period of time while they've been at college or been working somewhere else. So they're no longer the person you remember them to be, but you still got them a load of My Chemical Romance t-shirts. And vice versa, they remember you as someone who was really geeky and really into your world of Warcraft or your Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. This is like hypothetical stuff. And now actually you're a very gregarious, extroverted human being because you've had a different experience over the last year. So being compassionate about how you approach people who may not have the most up-to-date information about you. So you can look at the humans that are around you during this holiday period at like the Facebook or Instagram algorithm. You know when you're like talking to your friends about something and then all of a sudden 12 hours later it appears as an advert on your Instagram feed? This is the same sort of thing because Instagram learns from what you talk about and what you search for in Google and things like that or what those around you talk about search for in Google, um, then it's learning about the right now you. If you don't use Instagram for six months and all of a sudden you come back to it, it's going to show you stuff that you were interested in six months ago, not necessarily now. And the same applies for your family. Their algorithm hasn't been updated. It's out of date. It knows that you like Dungeons and Dragons, so everyone's um, really stoked to be able to get you the latest Dungeons and Dragons thing. Or your algorithm for your brother is out of date because you're focused on the My Chemical Romance aspect of him and actually know he's now into something Hard House. I don't know anything about Hard House, which is quite a poor thing to do. But anyway, so... Um, Seeing that your internal algorithm for the interaction with your family is out of date is really good to be able to witness in yourself because then you can ask the meaningful questions to update yourself with. And oftentimes it's a better idea before you've done the Christmas shopping because buying a load of T-shirts to the wrong sort of band or genre of music isn't going to be the best Christmas present in the world or receiving things that have no interest to you now is not is not not nearly as much fun as well. So being able, being able to update your internal search algorithms for your family's interactions is really important. And bear in mind, none of this is anyone's fault. This is just how um, our minds and our society is structured. Because we don't live in small family units anymore like we did like 300, 400 years ago, where people wouldn't travel much beyond their village, let alone um, out of the county or out of the states or out of the country, then we and back in the day, we'd have known everything about everyone because everyone would be married to each other, everyone's related to each other, and everyone's really quite happy doing their own thing. But now we sp we're, we're bi-coastal, we're living in different continents, we're speaking different languages. So our human experience is ever-evolving. And because we as humans aren't seeing the other humans that um, we class as our family, quote unquote, then they're not getting the updated information that brings that makes us us. There's a and as we start evolving as humans, we're building communities within our fam friend groups and not in our family groups like we would have done before. So this means that our friend groups know us 
better than our family does. So there's a old quote that's often misquoted. And the people say blood is thicker than water, meaning that family is more important than friends. Well, actually, the actual quote is blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, which means that the bonds that you make with your friends and your chosen people to hang out with is thicker than that of the family, is more robust. And that's not to say your family bonds aren't important. Family bonds are super important. However, the family bonds that you have may be out of date and need refreshing, whereas the ones you have with your, fa- with your friends who you see every week are ones that are stronger than steel. So not blaming people for not getting you or not realising that actually that you've had these experiences that are much more stimulating and life-changing for you than the story of the experiences could be for your family is really important because it's compassionate communication. You've had experiences they haven't and they've had experiences you haven't. And they know you before these experiences and you know them before their experiences. So knowing that people have had experiences and have lived a life beyond you, a little bit narcissistic if you um, if you don't believe this, then these people have had rich and evolving lives that you're not part of as much because they're doing their own thing because you're living 400 miles away or 4,000 miles away or whatever. Then you know that you can go into the conversations, go into the family lunch, go into the church service, whatever it is that you end up doing over the holiday period or have done over the holiday period with some compassion, knowing that actually I need to explain to these people that now I am no longer into these things that I did that I was, that I was into when I was 17. I'm really into, I'm experiencing life as a grown-up human being. And I go to the pub with my friends and I go dancing and I go to the bars and all these sort of things when actually your family just think you're someone who sits at home and plays Dungeons and Dragons all weekend. This isn't something that they know if you don't tell them. They're not mind readers, they may be, but tell them anyway. And know that this, the social interactions that come with being around people that you've not seen for a long time can be difficult because everyone's frame of reference shifts because the experience they had has written the internal topography of their life. So theirs is going to be slightly different to yours. If you're spending all your time with your friends in the big city and then coming to a rural little town where your family live and realising that your family is has a very, very different experience of the world than you have, then there are going to be things that will grate. Good examples are people who are coming home from very cosmopolitan places like Los Angeles to their family villages and towns that are much more conservative because that's how it tends to roll. And these conservative places are all very um, Republican and you're coming in with a Democrat or, or they're, very cons- um, they're very conservative and you're very Labour or Lib Dem or whatever. This, that's the two that's the political parties I actually can remember. Um, can cause rifts and it's nothing to do with the fact that they either side, they say yourself or your family, people who are a little bit different experiences to you. It's nothing to do with the fact they don't respect you. It's the fact that they haven't got a frame of reference to approach the conversation with for you. We were very recently in LA, my wife and I, and the 
critical discourse is very liberal discourse. However, driving a few hours out of the city and you can get to some very conservative um, areas that um, the political discourse there is very Trumpian, very Republican. And it's interesting because it's only a few hours and, and I'm British, but in America, a few hours is no time at all. And in the UK, a few hours is ages and ages and ages. But these differences in opinion are all based on what people are experiencing. So a bit of compassion about how people experience the world. If you've never seen someone who's not the, who's not the same um, creed or skin tone as yourself, then you're always going to be a little bit wary of it because it's new and unknown. That's part of how we're wired genetically and um, as a really primitive orgasm. Orgasm? Organism. Freudian sit there. But when you spend time in a multicultural society, then we start having a more liberal worldview. And you can see that in places um, like the UK, where you look at where, who voted um, conservative in the recent election, which is quite um, a little bit more right-wing than the um, Labour alternative. And the places that voted the more liberal vote um, parties in are ones that are a higher population um, of diverse, high di uh, population diversity. And the ones that voted for the conservatives tend to be less cultural diversity. And this is because people vote for what they expect. People um, are fearful of what they don't understand. If you don't, if you never understood someone who's a different creed, a creed to you, then you're going to be scared of it. And that's not through ignorance, it's just through lack of knowledge. Ignorance implies a willfulness to it. Lack of knowledge and lack of education is something that can be rectified by you going into that environment with your attitude that is one that you want to share and being compassionate with the communication, not ridiculing people because they're wearing their MAGA hat or because they voted the wrong party, but going in and consciously educating people in how you think you have no control over how anyone else thinks apart from yourself. Even your kids, you have no control over them. You can educate and inform, but you can't control how people think. And no matter how much effort you put into your family, they may still vote or think in a ways that you don't agree with. And that is not your fault. What is entirely your fault and your responsibility is how you think and act. So if you go in, if you're going home and they have, and the people you're visiting have vastly different political and ideological views than you, and don't mind letting you letting it be known about this, then you can educate them. However, your response to that is entirely your responsibility. So if you lose your temper and shout and scream and um, get into a fight or whatever, that is your responsibility. Having a core, having. A, knowing when not to fight a battle and going, smiling and nodding, eating your mashed potato and then leaving on the day after is also an adult way of moving through the situation without causing the confrontation because you don't need to have a confrontation over a thing that doesn't matter to you because 360 days of the year you're actually hanging out with your friends who will agree with you or have a conversation with you that you can... Uh, Profit, not profit, profit is the wrong word, that you can have a meaningful and evolutionary conversation with. 
However, if people aren't prepared to have that, don't you don't need to waste your energy on it because it's not your responsibility what anyone else is thinking, especially your family. It's not your fault. It's not your responsibility how anyone else thinks. You can have the conversation, but if it's not receptive, you don't you don't need to put any more additional energy into it. So you are not what your family and they are not you. Yes, you can have the conversations. Yes, you can try and educate and they can try and educate you. But respect each other as human beings because we're all coming from a very similar place. We're all trying to keep things safe the way we think best. And sometimes people think it one way, sometimes people think it the other. But what we need to do now is realise that people are becoming more and more polarised in their political views and in their sociological views, and that causes rifts. But knowing that you don't have to have a rift there, you can respect other people for the amazing things they do in the world that but may not necessarily agree with their ideology or their religion or whatever. But you can go in and say, oh, we can have a conversation about this and be compassionate because they have a different frame of reference for you. Exactly the same. If you go home and you um, are now vegetarian or you're vegan or you're gluten-free, your family aren't going to know that unless you tell them. And they might serve you up pigs in blankets and turkey despite your most vitriolic vegan or vegetarian stance if you don't tell people and tell people compassionately. Telling someone on Christmas Eve that you don't eat meat anymore when they've just spent hundreds of pounds or dollars on a Christmas meal for you that involves turkey and pigs in blankets isn't compassionate. It's a bit of a douche move. Telling them two, three weeks beforehand, hi, mum, hi, dad, I'm coming home. I just want to let you know that I'm vegetarian. I'll be bringing vegetarian dishes with me. And that's a compassionate, intelligent way of doing things because you're not assuming that people know how to cook for you. You're, you're, you're bringing a dish to share so people understand that vegetarian food isn't all just kale. And you can make that c compassionate, conscious decision to communicate effectively with your family opposed to going in there assuming your needs will be met without any prior warning. Never mind, you're not going to a hotel. You're going to your family's home. And people have different experiences and different life lessons from that. So one of the really cool things you can learn from going to visit with your family, A, is a lot of times it can be self-restraint or um, patience, but also you can see what lessons your family has learned because you have a common background. You tend to have been raised by your family or have been birthed by them. And there is going to be parts of your unconscious, your psyche, that have been developed in ways that are very similar to those around you. You can have the conversations, provided you can make sure you can have them with compassion and reason, not throwing and shouting them things. So learning what other people's experiences may have. If someone's working in a mine in Tasmania and is coming home for Christmas and you've been working in Hollywood in L.A., for a year and you're coming home for Christmas into the middle of a sleepy um, Somerset village, your, your experiences, both sides of that equation are going to be radically different from, from those who've, live in, who've lived in a Somerset village for a year because of different ecology. And ecology matters because what goes on around you influences how you think, how you act, how you behave. 
If it's always cold and wet around you, on a very base note, you're going to have lots of clothes that are good for good in the water and are going to keep you warm. If you're always in a mine, you're going to have lots of very tough clothes that can be washed relatively easily and last for a long time. And if you spend all your time in a desert like California, like um, Los Angeles, then you're going to have the clothes to that environment. And it's the same for your mind. If you're spending all your time in a very liberal, um, free-thinking environment, that's how your mind's going to be trained because the people who you're bouncing your ideas off, people who you're bouncing your thoughts off are going to be of a similar, it will be that thought pattern. If you're in a very conservative middle-class area, that's where your thought processes and designs are going to be because the people around you are bouncing off those ideas. And then if you're in an environment that is in very different from both of those, Tasmanian, mine, then your, your thoughts and emotions and feelings are going to be based on how those interactions go. So everyone has got a rich tapestry of life experience, but it's all ever so slightly different. And you can learn, you can choose to learn from the differences, or you can choose to be offended by those differences. And personally, I know what I would choose. So to take away from this, I hope I haven't waffled too incoherently, the human beings you spend your time with, especially these holiday times because we're traveling to go and spend time with family and things like that, are different to you. Perhaps you've been away for six weeks, perhaps you've been away for a term, perhaps you've been away for a year or five or ten. Knowing that people do change and they evolve dependent on the human beings around them is super important because people aren't the person aren't the people you remember them being six months, two weeks, ten years ago, because people change. And assumptions of what someone is and who they are and how they behave based on your preconceptions will always cause problems. Because no one likes to be put in a pigeonhole, especially one they didn't choose. So my advice, take it or leave it, as you will, is to not assume anything about anyone you meet when you're going off of your parties or you're meeting with family or going back to school, college, uni, work, whatever it is, because everyone's had different experiences. And their experiences can be radically different to yours or might be almost identical to yours. But go in with compassion to their point of view and knowing that it's not your fault that people don't think the way you want them to think. It's not your responsibility as well if people don't think how you think they should think. You are the only person you have control over how, they, how you think. And even then we give that power away, but that's for another conversation. So thank you very much for listening and I hope you have an amazing rest of the day and enjoy your New Year's because hopefully I'm going to get this out before New Year's. Bye-bye.